At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You can get them, but can you keep them? When I Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Show. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can have it all. You can make the money and you can get the honey as long as you are willing to work. But y'all, it's season two and we are doing things differently, okay? This season is all about relationships. So instead of focusing solely on business and entrepreneurship, we are turning the tables a little bit, not just talking about business, but getting all up in your business. And today's guest for episode one is one of my favorite people in the world, maybe my favorite person in the whole entire world. My man is in the studio, y'all. Hey, Kendrick. (laughs) What's going on? So Kendrick was highly requested. Okay, he's not just here because I wanted to open up season two with him, even though it is fitting because we opened up season one with the conversation together. We did. You were my very first guest. Y'all, we went through it on season one, okay? (laughs) He was not supposed to be the first guest, but some stuff happened, and he had to step up to the plate. So I had to do a little... Do some things to get him for season one. And I think I'm gonna have to do some things. What's about season two? Do some things for season yeah, two because y'all really requested him. I did a I did a survey and Kendrick's name came up more than one time. I kind of feel some type of way about that, but here we are. You ready? I was born ready. He was born ready. All right, y'all. So I promised you all that we would open up season two sharing our second birth story. Okay, you know it took me. 18 months. I was almost about to have my second child before I felt like the PTSD had subsided enough to talk about my first birth story. So if you missed it, it wasn't here on YouTube. It's only on the audio platform. So actually, I think I'm lying. I think you can find it here on YouTube. I think I went ahead and put it up, but you can find it. It's out there. Okay. Um, And it took me such a long time to share because it was traumatic, like literal trauma traumatizing for me to be able to even think about um, the circumstances at which, you know, I had my first son. And so because of that, I said that I would open up season two with not waiting so long, but talking about my second birth story. But before I do that, I would like to hear from you, daddy. What was your first experience like through your eyes? So my birth story through your your lens. So when the first experience? We're talking about the first experience. So Cairo. Um, I wouldn't call it traumatic, but it was very um, unsettling not being in control of the situation. You know, having no control in the situation, really. And uh, there's nothing I could really do for you or the baby at the time mm-hmm. other than just be supportive. So I'll say that was the biggest, you know, hurdle for, you know, probably most men. Is um, not knowing not, what to do? Is not knowing what to do, really. 
I mean, all the classes and, you know, the courses that we took, you know, it didn't really prepare you for. Well, actually, we didn't, because one thing we didn't prepare for, hospital birth. So that was. That was a major that. thing. Yeah, yes. we, didn't, we didn't anticipate hospital birth. So that was never like even, I mean, it was in the back of our heads, but it wasn't, you know, part of the plan. I mean, you so nodded the pack back. Yeah, you didn't prepare for it. So I wasn't, I definitely wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. Um. So oh, yeah. for those of y'all who haven't watched the video, you definitely got to go watch it to hear all of it, the play-by-play. But we planned on having a home birth the first time. So as crazy as that sounds, as crazy as the people thought that we were, we had the tub blown up. We had the <laughs> string lights hanging, the affirmations up on the wall, all of the things, okay? We just knew we were about to have this baby at home. And God had something else planned for us. So no, we were not prepared at all to go to the hospital. I was so headstrong with wanting things my way and wanting it to come up, you know, to turn out the way that I wanted it to, that I did not even prepare to go to the hospital at all. Like I was refusing to go to the hospital I until I, you to I didn't have a choice. He did. He asked me several times, was I going to pack one? And I felt like if I pack a bag, that's me throwing doubt into the plan. Like I'm planning for it not to work if I pack this bag. That's what I was saying to myself in my head until, you know, I had to rush home and pack a bag and, you know, 10, 15 minutes. That was definitely. So for Kendrick, it wasn't traumatizing. He was not on that bed. Um, but I can imagine there were like some well, traumatic. There were some traumatic points. moments. You I said it wasn't I wouldn't use the word traumatic. Though. Okay. You know what I mean? Traumatic is like something that you can't get over. I feel like. I feel traumatized. I mean, maybe, I mean it's different for you. Like you were carrying the baby. I was um, carrying the it baby. Was, and it was, there were some scary moments. For sure. For sure. Um, I, w- I don't know if I would say traumatized. So the beauty of... I was traumatized. I probably wouldn't have had another kid. The beauty of not (laughs) being, you know, the woman who's carrying and delivering and birthing the child is that you are not directly traumatized. Now, I can imagine, like, you sitting back helpless, basically, because you weren't on the bed, but you also weren't in control. There wasn't anything that you could necessarily do. Um so I can imagine that it was it, it made you uneasy because you you didn't know what was going on. This was birth of, both of our first experiences, both of us becoming first-time parents, both of us clueless, even after mm-hmm. the classes that we took and the things that we did do to prepare. Um, so, yeah, I can imagine that, you know, I, I think you said at one point, like, you just want to leave with your wife and your baby. You just want to make sure you're walking out of the hospital <laughs> I mean, with two people. I never imagined I would have those thoughts, though, you know what I mean? Like... Literally, that was the only thing that was important to me at that point was making sure you and the baby left the hospital with me alive. We're all going home together. And that's what it that's honestly what it came down to for me, too, because for I think it's like 46 hours, I was trying to push my body to do something that it just was not doing because I was so caught up in how this was going to happen. I was so caught up in having a vaginal birth. I was so caught up in you know, not being a statistic, not being another woman that ends up having a C-section. I was just so dead set on not having a C-section. And guess what, y'all? Ended up right on that operating table having a C-section. But it came down to me really doing what I feel like was like my first true act as a mother, like really putting my baby's health and well-being over like my selfish wants and desires because I really just didn't want to have a C-section because I didn't want to have a C-section. It's not like there was some true reason that was more important than my child's health. So when it came down to it, 
you know, after his heart rate dropped and all of the things, it I was really left with no choice. So we did end up having a C-section um, with Cairo, which made me more relaxed, I think. Do you think I was more relaxed with Kenzo? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Not really? I think you were more um, just not concerned with outcomes. Yeah, I just... You know? Just I think I said I don't care several times, you know, whatever, even before I got Whatever ready. happens is going to happen. Whatever's going to happen, gonna, y'all going to get the, this yeah. baby as long as I go home with the baby. Mm. That was my thinking from the start versus that eventually being my thinking with Cairo. And one of the things that I've said probably five times, anytime somebody around me gets pregnant, the one piece of advice that I have is don't put pressure on yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself. Don't feel like your birth story has to turn out this one way. And if it doesn't turn out this one way, you failed. Because that's a lot of pressure. And being pregnant is the one time in your life that you don't need to be stressed out. Right? Stress can cause so many issues for a, a person that's not pregnant. So imagine what you're doing to your body and potentially to your baby if you're stressed out, which I definitely feel like I was stressing myself out trying to be such a control freak. And because it did not turn out the way that I wanted it to, when I got pregnant the second time, I was like, I, I really don't even care. You know, a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after a cesarean, that sounded cool, but I was okay with whatever, you know, with whatever happened. So fast forward, 22 months later, we're back at the hospital. This time I did have a bag packed. I packed like a month early. Okay. I did good this time. I had my bag packed. We are back at the hospital. I did not let them pressure me into scheduling a C-section because they wanted to schedule a C-section at 39 weeks. And I didn't let them do that. So I did still stand up for myself, which is very important. Being an advocate for yourself, knowing what you want if you do, you know, have a have a preference, being willing to speak up about that preference. Because although I was not set on having a vaginal delivery, I at least wanted to give my body a chance, you know, to go into labor on its own. So I did not let them pressure me into scheduling that C-section. Thankfully, I didn't because my body did end up going into labor naturally um, three days after his due date. So this is where I would like for you to pick up on the story because I think Kendrick thought I was pretty crazy. Um, the one plan that I did have, this is what, this is, the plan that I did have. If my body goes into, into labor, I want to labor at home. In my mind, I was going to labor at home for as long as possible. And then where was I going to have that baby? Tell the people where I wanted to have my baby. I feel like you said either in the car or in the toilet. <laughs> I wanted to be sitting on the toilet, having my contractions. And oops, I kind of like to. The baby slips out. out. He didn't want to hear that. So That's then my hilarious. second plan was I'm a labor at home as long as possible. And now I'm going to have a baby on the way to the hospital because in a perfect world, I just show up to the hospital with the baby. They check the baby out. They check me out. And then they send us home. Now imagine your husband having to drive with that going on. Does that sound perfect? We are 10 minutes away from the hospital. I'm on the highway. And in my mind, <laughs> yes, please, okay. baby, come out. I think that that is like, <clears throat> That's an amazing accomplishment for women who are able to... That was not my story, okay? That's not what happened. However, I did labor at home for quite a while. So I think I went into labor a little before like 5 a.m. I started having contractions a little, you know, in the middle of the night, basically. So you got up to go to work at like 6 o'clock. I think I told you like, I'm pretty sure I'm having some contractions, but they weren't... I mean, I've never had contractions naturally, so I didn't really know what to expect. Everybody says it feels like cramps. I don't have cramps. You know, I've never really had to deal with cramps. So I didn't really know what that was even going to be like. 
But I knew something was weird. I yeah. honestly was feeling like, I don't know if I'm dreaming. But then when I actually woke up and I felt him again, I said, okay. And that's when I said something to you before you left. So I was updating him throughout the day. I'm texting my midwife from my first pregnancy like hey this is what's going on what does this mean and so she's kind of coaching me through what I should be looking for when I should go to the hospital and so I'm updating her throughout the day so from 5 a.m they started really coming on strong I would say around like noon I get in the bathtub Kendrick thinks I'm trying to have a home birth like you trying to have this baby in the bathtub (laughs) which that would have been okay too I wasn't opposed to that He I just was kept. A crazy I just person. had to keep my eyes on you because you was. What was I doing? First of all, you weren't talking to me. You were like in this zen labor. Mode. Yeah, I guess you were in labor. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me um, let me just do what I can do. What could you do? Just check on you, basically. <laughs> make sure that make sure Cairo was good. Uh, getting everything ready, you know, as far as like me packing the bag, making sure that you know Cairo had everything he needed. Um, who was that? Was my mom at the house? Yeah, my mom was, was there. Yep. So just kind of like uh, tying up loose ends. He I got me my last meal. I, yeah, was, I was really intentional about this day, I think. I think that that, I think the day went well because I didn't, it's not like the movies, y'all. It's not like you go into labor, your water breaks, and then you got to rush to the hospital. Yeah, no. That's not what happens. Actually, your water breaking <laughs> is one of the last things that happen. Your water doesn't just break at the beginning. It breaks when you're ready to have the baby. So throughout, before the contractions really got um, crazy and I did get into the bathtub, I was able, I braided Cairo's hair. Like I, you know, fixed him breakfast. I was really able to like spend the day with him. And I did appreciate that because I was feeling some type of way that he was not going to be an only child anymore. Even though I didn't want him to be an only child, it was still like, dang, this is the last time it's just going to be you. So I did, I, I feel very blessed that I got to enjoy that day with him. So that was a good part. Um, and I got to eat my meal because, y'all, if you go to that hospital and you're in labor, you cannot eat anything. You can't drink anything. You can't, you can't even drink a glass of water. So, again, that was part of my reasoning for wanting to be in control as much as possible because – and there's, like, research on this, too. This is not just me. But the earlier you go to the hospital, the more likely they're going to have to do interventions, which is – Let's put you on Pitocin. Let's break your water. Let You know, all of the medical interventions that start that can obstruct a natural delivery, natural which process. is what I wanted to yeah. have. Yeah, which is what I, I wanted like to have. That's what happened last time. It's definitely what yeah. happened last time. Um, getting induced is like, that should be illegal. But y'all got to go back and listen to the first one because I don't, I don't even want to get into the, the first story because I'll get upset. But that should be illegal. All of the interventions. I mean, obviously, they shouldn't all be illegal, but... Most of them come from the timetable that the staff have you on versus like your body going through a natural process. Like your body knows, just like you got pregnant, your body knows when it when this pregnancy is over. And so a lot of times these emergency C-sections come from the staff wanting you to progress faster, you know, than your body is able to progress. And so they start doing all of these artificial things and that a lot of times ends up in emergency C-section. So Long story short, get to the hospital around 8 o'clock. What was the drive like? Let's talk about the drive to the hospital because I pushed um, it. Like, I held on as long as I could. I mean, that whole night was kind of kind of crazy because I had just got off work. Mm-hmm. I was tired. Um, You were doing your thing, so I didn't really know. You know, I kept checking in on you. 
But like you tend to not be as forthcoming with information sometimes. So I'm like, is this girl really trying to have a baby in this stuff? Trying to have this baby at this house. <laughs> she was, she had the music playing. I'm talking about in the bathroom. Bro, I was for in labor. An hour, two hours, maybe sitting on that toilet. That was all that would sitting give me toilet. relief. Yeah, you like, went, what you are went you back and forth the toilet in the tub. Toilet in the tub. I say probably the whole time I was home. The whole day. That's from, what I was doing. I got home at about two thirty. So from two thirty to seven thirty at least. Yeah. You were back and forth between the tub and the toilet. And he kept saying, You ready to go? And I'm like, Nope. I'm gonna like, hold really that. I'm gonna hold that. And the only thing that kept me from uh, you know, saying forget this. Forcing me into the, the car. Because I wanted, you know, like you said, Cairo, this is his last day of being the only kid, and I wanted to put him to bed and make sure he was good before I left. Yeah, so we got to do all so of it. We that. got to do that. Once he went to bed, I was like, all right, let's go. And I think, we, I think you might already I was in the already car. in the car. Listen, because by that point, yeah, she was ready. Then. It was crazy because he kept checking on me, like, come on, let's go. You ready? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And then when I was ready, he didn't have his phone. So I had texted him like an hour before we actually left, and I'm like, it's time. I'm ready. But he was putting the baby to sleep. I think you were feeding him. So he was not. And he was cutting up. He was not paying me too. any attention because Cairo knew something like he was knows up. knows when we're he leaving. He knew something was he up. He knew. He did. Something very was smart. up. So he, would not, he wouldn't lay down. Usually he goes right down and I put him to bed. But for some reason, he was just upset that like night. Like something's going on. My like, mommy oh, been, Daddy, been away. She's been upstairs. I ain't seen mommy. Yeah. In a couple of hours. What's going on? So. We get so to it the took me a little longer to put him to bed. Yeah. We get to the hospital about eight. Well, the car ride. He's freaking out on the car left, ride. I feel like we left for about, did we leave right at eight? We, I think we got to the hospital. We pulled up to the hospital at eight because yeah. it was only like a so 10 minute drive. So we left at like 7.40, 7.45, something like that. But y'all, <laughs> when I tell you that ride to the hospital was so dramatic. Now that was like off of TV. Did you feel like that was like out of the movies? And it was raining. It was raining. It was I raining was like, like bent over you in, in the, the back, back seat, sprawled across the back sprawled seat. Sprawled out, moaning. It was bad. That was, was a like, bad ride. Yo, you, but we, in my head, I'm like, you better have this baby. It's nothing but God that we literally live like ten minutes away from yeah, the hospital because it's like one exit up. So yeah. that was, I mean, it was a bad ride because I do feel like, okay, girl, you probably waited a little too long. Yeah, like you, yeah, you should, pushed it. You should have left an hour, an hour earlier because by the time we got to the hospital, it took an entire hour just to get an entire hour, y'all. I'm in active labor, like screaming when the contractions come, and it took. An hour for them to get me checked in, do all the lab work because before they can really do anything, they got to do lab work. They got to see like you know what what your levels are right now before they start any any of the things that they're going to do. So by the time they could actually give me drugs, which I they couldn't have gave me them drugs quick enough. By the time they gave me the drugs, it had been like an hour. Um, I was dilated, I think six or seven centimeters the first time they checked, and then the next time. They were like, okay, you're ready to start pushing. Mm-hmm. Am I, is that accurate? Something like that. Yeah. It was, it happened very quick because I wasn't ready. I, I was getting ready to go to bed. Yeah. He was like, I'm thinking about the last time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you, gonna, uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, she's not ready to push. Hours. That's what you so said. I'm like, me. I remember last time, like, I, we were there, what, three days, two we days? Were, we were there the whole week. So I went we to like making my cots on the couch. Yeah. You know, getting all my stuff out, getting comfortable, make sure you was good. And then and they the come in and it's like, um, yeah, we about to have this baby in a yeah, minute. It's like, you're I'm like, oh shoot, okay, yeah. cool. So that was, um, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was like that night was and day. Affirming, yeah, yeah it, was it was a totally different, totally different experience. experience. Um, like I said, the first time it was chaotic. You know, it was like unexpected. 
this time it was kind of like just it was a routine checkup. You know, it was like, yeah, it was, it was like, like, all right, I'll do this, I'll do that. Next yeah. thing I know, I see the baby head. I'm like, oh, you wait a minute. So, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was to different. spoil the surprise, even though that ain't a surprise, y'all been waiting because Kenzo is two months now. Um, but I did end up having a vaginal delivery. Yeah. I did that shit. Friday. I did that shit. Did yeah. that. I did that shit. Okay, so listen, y'all, let me tell y'all. I'm looking at this yeah, camera so you that. know I'm talking right to you. The people been lying. And I'm going to tell y'all the truth, okay? Because coming from having a C-section, which everybody says is the worst thing ever that could ever happen to you. The recovery is going to be so bad. You're going to have this terrible scar. You ain't going to be able to do nothing. All of the things that the people tell you, okay? Coming from having that experience, and even though leading up to the C-section, it was awful, horrendous, traumatizing. After I had the baby, after, you know, the C-section was the least of my problems. That I don't think I had a terrible recovery. So that was my personal experience with the C-section. Everybody says with the vaginal delivery, the recovery is going to be so much quicker. You're going to be up and moving and back and doing all the things. Baby, when I tell you I was broken, I was broken after having that baby. Broken? Chopped and screwed. Okay, it was bad to me. It was nothing like I feel like the people tried to convince me. Even the nurses like, oh, yeah, you're going to be up in no time. You know, like you're just going to be. I think my recovery was way worse. I think that. I mean, I can't really gauge it because I'm. You can't gauge it because you're on the outside looking in. Outside looking in, I would say. What looked like it was worse? Because you saw them chop my stomach open. You saw me push that baby out. The C-section seemed worse to me just because you weren't um, weren't really able to move around for a few days. Like when we got home, he was in the bed. Maybe I blocked that. I don't think, yeah, I think so. You, I think, I think you I blocked, blocked that out. I think you blocked a lot of it. And maybe you were just doing stuff on your own that you shouldn't have been doing. Probably. But I feel like that first couple of days, you were kind of like in the bed, couldn't get up. So what about this couldn't time? Couldn't sit up. I had to help you. What about this time? Like get up to go to the bathroom. What about this time? This time I felt like you, I mean, as far as you being able to move around, uh, what you felt and, you know, what your body did, I don't really know. But I'm just saying from the outside looking in, you were moving literally Baby. the next day, you know, walking around. When I tell you, I feel like I was moving like a little <laughs> old ass lady. I have never experienced. <clears throat> I'm saying the second time? This, this, this vaginal birth. I feel like y'all are liars, ladies. Y'all have been lying. And I am here to set the record straight that everybody's experience is different. That, that's what I have to say. Everybody's experience is different. Do not believe that if you have a vaginal birth, you're just going to be skipping and running and jumping the next day. And don't believe that if you have a C-section, you're going to be like in bed for a month. I think that your body is going to do what it does the best that it can do. But everybody is different, just like every baby is different. So, And every pregnancy is different. Um, so I think they're liars. And I think I got like one more pregnancy in me. Kendrick, what you say? I hope it's just one. Zoom in on them, y'all. Zoom in. <laughs> it better be one. I think I got one more pregnancy, I'm two more babies. I'm just got. putting it out there in the universe. Let's touch and agree. He do not want to touch and agree, y'all. <laughs> but if I could just have, yeah, I'm going to say it on record. No, I'm going to say it, it on record. He don't want me to say it. Because like, I'm going to speak. everything she say, it happens. <laughs> it be happening. Whether it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad. So this is good. So I would love it's to crazy. get two for one. Two. One, two. two. for one. Have yeah, some two. identical twin girls. They look pretty much alike to me. Identical twin girls. Um, but my point is, <clears throat> next pregnancy, what would I do? I've had the C-section. 
I've had the vaginal birth. What will I do for pregnancy number three? What What will I do? What would you choose? Yeah, what will I choose? What will be my birth plan? Um, I think if you had the choice, I think you would. I think having done a vaginal birth, as bad as it was to you, I think you'd do it again. use quotes like it I mean, wasn't really bad. As I'm not bad saying it wasn't it bad. Was. I'm just saying, like, you made it seem like it was so much worse than the first I time. I feel like it was so I mean, much like, worse. So much worse. So much worse. Y'all, I had to... I, I think it was, I think it was I think it was what happened. Was she not stitching me up? Yeah, she was stitching or me up it seemed like as long as I was pushing, she stitched me up for just yeah. as long. Yeah, she was working on you. That was awful. <laughs> I mean, it was it was so bad, y'all. I mean, it was it was bad. <laughs> so, needless to say, next time around. But knowing you though, I just know you. You're very uh, strong-willed. That didn't work out for me. It did work out the second time. Though. The second time. Because you could have you could have easily said, no, forget this. I'm having a C-section. And for a while, I thought you was going to do that. I mean, I supported you either way. But I'm glad you, you held you, out. You, you yeah, I'm glad you that. held out. For, for you and my baby's sake. Because I think it's something that you really wanted. I wanted to experience um, it. I felt robbed the first yeah. time, for sure. But now that you've experienced I think you're kind of like, all right, whatever. F but that. I do feel like... If you could do it again, you would still do a vaginal birth. You feel that way? I, I feel that, that way. That is so nice of you. That's nice of him. <clears throat> but they could take these. What time should I show up there at the hospital? What date? Let me put it on my calendar. Are you putting let that out there now? Let my husband know. That you're, you're saying you're going to schedule? I'm saying. That's what we're doing? I'm saying I'm not judging myself for whatever I choose. No, I'm I've saying. Done, what would you want? I have proven to myself that I can push a baby out. That shit was. was when they say birth is the closest thing to death. That was literally like I had to die so my baby could come to life. I mean, I do feel like, damn, I did that. I do feel like that because I really did that. You did it. I did that. Did but it. I ain't got to do it again. I ain't got to do it again. I ain't got to do I it think again. That's part I'm of proving it, it to myself. That's part of it. I think that's part. I'll of say it. nothing to get canceled on here, okay? Because <laughs> this is a very sensitive topic. So it we're is, gonna and I'm trying to, It is. Don't. I'm trying to don't. be mindful um, of that. Yeah, be mindful. I think they came for you one time before when you. They were. do, but this is the thing. I didn't learn this until my first pregnancy, and I am so against the mindset that if you are speaking positively about one thing, that means that you're bashing something else. Mm. I don't get that. Like, I feel like people are just way too sensitive. The internet has just, like, y'all want participation prizes for everything. If you're a loser, you lost. Like, mm -hmm. you, that's just what it is. Yeah. I, I don't subscribe to, uh, I can't say that I like, you know, alkaline water because that means that you trash if you drink Dasani. I don't, that, that's weird. That's weird. I'm not t talking bad about well, the, you. The internet for is big weird. Enough that's something. why I try to The stay internet out is on. weird. So that's he does try, try to stay off. He does. Honestly, I just. He does. And you was about to you was about to get us canceled, so I'm glad I it ain't gathered place, that. But whatever it ain't a place you do, for somebody that is truthful, you know what I mean? I can't I can't pretend. I can't be fake, phony. So we're gonna just tell you how I feel. Cut your mic. Yeah, you might want to cut my mic. To wrap that to wrap that up, even most of the time it's not a choice, right? Most of the time you are doing what is recommended to you based on the health of your child. There is no right or wrong answer, no right or wrong way to do it. And like I said, everybody's body is different. Yeah. Um, so shout out to you if you have a freaking baby, okay? If you yeah, leave, we have we, it, we did both. So I mean we, I'm not Yeah, we're not I, knocking either I one. I cannot knock either one. You know, as long as your baby comes here it's, healthy. It's truly a miracle to have to mom, walk out of that hospital with Yeah, I was gonna say, as long baby. as your mom the mother is alive, the baby is alive and healthy. Nothing else like, matters. 
all that other stuff don't matter because like I had to like really like have those thoughts like hey, what my, were your thoughts were you thinking the first time so there's a quote or a tweet or a meme or something on Instagram where a girl says if it ever comes down to me or this baby like you gotta decide daddy what you mean life or death you gotta save one did you have that thought I didn't have that thought but I did I have that thought I wouldn't say I had the thought of saving one. I had the thought of not losing either one. So can I so ask So not you, like, oh, if I got to pick. Can you answer my, that question? Who am I choosing? But can I did have a thought question? of like, dang, like, this is real. Like, because what happened? His heart rate dropped heart rate or something? Dropped, the, the whole team Everybody rushed in, in and they flipped you over and the they, weren't, they weren't really talking. Yeah. This was during COVID. So like everybody was like extra. So I think that really added to the experience. Mm-hmm. Like one of the nurses came in, you know, she wasn't really talking. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, is the baby okay? And she's like, no. And that was it. The next thing I hear her ask is, is she vaccinated? And I almost lost it. I'm just like, of all the things, that's what you worried about? Is she vaccinated? That's what they were worried about. Not the, like not my baby the, is not literally. The, uh, life of my child. You know, his life is dangling obviously. right now. That's and my wife. should have been concerned about. But they were concerned about you being vaccinated. So do you not want to answer the question? You seem to be... What was the question? I'm sorry. Would you have been able to make that choice? Or what would your choice have been? I would have been able to make that choice. Um, it's like the burning building question. Like, who do you save? And I don't, I don't like answering questions like that, honestly. I feel like I'm... It's an omen or something. Okay. But you, I mean, of course you know what would happen. I mean, what, what do most hospitals... I mean, not most, but what do... The hospitals do. What do the doctors they do? Save the mother. Save the mother. I mean, that's just what it is. That's, that is. Like, I mean, it's a tough decision, but in reality, I had no. I don't even. Don't want, say I don't it. like talking. Don't say. I'm it. just saying, I had never met my son yet. I, I don't even know, I know this, this dude. This yeah, dude right here. This is my wife. I don't even know this. But dude. now it's like I have to think twice. Like, hey, I don't know, son. But nah, it it would have been a no brainer. No brainer, really. I feel like that would be not that it would. In that I mean, situation, we're talking about childbirth. Make, but now, if they said, "Hey, we can save your wife, but she might be brain dead," and you like, "I ain't about to take care of this," you know what I'm saying? And, you would have said, "But the baby's yeah, gonna be fine." I want the fine baby. You know, I'm not saying I would choose that, but that would be a harder decision. Otherwise, it's like save my wife. You know what I mean? Do whatever you. I won't even like taking. I'm not even thinking about. Don't save the baby. You know what I mean? I'm thinking save my wife. But having been in the room and experienced that, it's it's a tricky, it's an unsettling feeling. So I, mean, I pray yeah, nobody ever has a, to make a decision that decision. You never yeah, I never want to have to make. Um, another decision that, that, again, I feel like these conversations are so important um, because I learned so much when I got pregnant. And at that point, it's like, it's too late. There's no turning back. The baby got to come out. Like, it is what it is. But an, another very tough conversation that we had to have with both pregnancies, but we really only had it with the first, there comes a point in the pregnancy when they do genetic testing. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that they test for, if those tests come back positive for those traits or whatever, some of the things that that could come up are considered to be incompatible with life. Meaning, basically, if your baby has one of these traits it's like a 2% chance that the baby's going to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like very slim chances that the baby will survive. And if the baby does make it to delivery, 
the chances of them surviving past like a month are very slim. So we had to have a conversation. I think when we were, I had done the testing, but we hadn't got the results yet. And we literally sat at dinner. I remember. And I was telling you, you know, like if this test comes back positive for this, it basically means the baby won't survive. What would you want to do if the test came back positive? What did I say? And this was a disagreement that we had because I said, peace out, little fetus. I cannot <laughs> what? sign up for, I'm not going to get canceled for this. This is real. I'm messing with this you. Is, this, is, this is a real thought and a real conversation because what comes I thought, to mind. I thought it was. Um, Down syndrome. Was Down, was one, syndrome. Down syndrome. That's the only thing I remember. So during this test, they test for Down syndrome. And then yeah. there's like two other things that they test gotcha. for. Those okay. other two things are like incompatible to life. <clears throat> Down syndrome, obviously the child mm-hmm. can survive and thrive and live a full yeah. life and all of the things. But I think that's the, that's what I was thinking about when you asked the question. So Kendrick said, I, wasn't even I would, about I, he was like, absolutely not. We would never terminate you know our I mean? child. Like we would just deal with whatever came. I was like, absolutely not. Because in my mind, that seemed more traumatic to like give birth to a baby and then lose the baby. Mm-hmm. It seems much more traumatic than to not give birth to the baby. That was my reasoning. So if the test would have came back that, you know, because nothing is 100%. So mm-hmm. they could say he has Down syndrome and then he comes out and doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. So what were you thinking when I posed that question? Um, As far as what? As far as what I want, what I would do? Yeah, what would you have done? If the test came back, okay, I mean, yes, there's a 70% would, chance. I already told you what I would do. What would you do? Tell the people. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't believe in, I don't believe in abortion. And I stand on that. You you started to not say that. And then you said, <laughs> epic. I'm going to say it. Okay. You know what I mean? So, in a marriage especially. You know what I'm saying? Like, as an adult. That's different. I feel as, like an as an adult. adult mm, in a marriage. Mm. Unless, I mean. But is that Unless it, there were there was a chance of you not surviving. But otherwise, I mean. You'll figure it I out. I feel like that's what God had in store. So, I'm going to roll with the punches. Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Um, But I wouldn't violate, because I mean, I know, I work in the medical field, so I know how often doctors are wrong. That's a fact. So I don't trust, me personally, I don't trust anything a doctor tells me when it comes to life and death. So he's going to take your chances and go with God. I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to go with God on this. I'm going to rock with God. Okay, well, prayerfully, you know, that's... I'm going to rock with God. Another tough decision that you're never prepared for. That's a tough decision. Um, I respect anybody's opinion. Um, decision. You know, decision to do what's best for them. Be- yeah, because do what's best I, for you and your family. But think about the um, think about what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. It's like and and I know we're saying Down syndrome, but there's a whole spectrum of things that it could be. Mm-hmm. So Down syndrome is just what I you know one that I remember, and I have personally seen people with Down syndrome that live full lives. You mm-hmm. know, they do all the things they live. A long time and all that. But what I'm thinking about, selfishly, I will admit, but what does your life look like Mm -hmm. if you end up having a special needs child that does have such great need that they literally need to be cared for for the rest of their lives? Selfishly, I can admit that was my that was my thought, Mm -hmm. which I can understand um, because we both know people with special needs children and how hard it is. So on it's them, real sacrifice. Like it's, a, it's a real thing that people don't really think about, especially when we talk about the whole abortion thing. Like, it's hard. 
it's hard. Yeah. It's hard when they ain't special needs. You know I mean, okay. yeah. yeah, I was gonna say it's hard. Period. Period. Yeah. Speaking special of special needs, needs I had some special needs after I had Roe. Mm-hmm. I definitely, and I talked about this when I shared my other birth story. I do not. Um, I won't say that I had like postpartum depression. I will not say that. But what I will say is I definitely had like an identity crisis. I think I for sure struggled with my old life being dead. Mm-hmm. Like I, my whole entire first pregnancy, and I did this a little bit with the second pregnancy too. I, I guess it's just kind of natural. I felt like I just got to make it to the finish line. And the finish line was delivering the baby. Not realizing the finish line was really the starting point. Like it really starts once the baby is here. I'm not finishing this. So I thought that once I have the baby, I just go back to being my old self with a baby. That old self was no more. She does not exist. RIP to my old life. And I cried like every day. Really? And I don't think you do that. I don't. I I tried very hard because you You were there. My mom was there. Not even trying to play tough. I don't think it's necessarily playing tough. I just don't want to like, well, maybe that is playing tough. I don't know. I didn't want to have a, I'm not comfortable having a breakdown for no reason in front of people. I mean, it's not no reason. You just had a baby. Yeah, but it's not like something is, something I could pinpoint is wrong that's making me cry. It's just like my emotions are all over the place. My hormones are outrageous. I have this little baby human that needs me, but I want to like go to the store or I want to go do anything. Like the being able to make decisions for yourself Mm. and not like you cannot do what you want to do. I think for a woman, especially it's a little bit harder because for a man, you at least get to go to work. You at least get to leave the house. Even if it's going to work, you get to see other adults. You get to have conversations. You get to, you know, go to lunch, go on your lunch break. Have somewhat of a normal life. Have some silence, some peace. And the women don't get that most of the time. Did you see me struggling, though, is is what I want to know. I I wouldn't say I saw you struggling, um, but I did feel that you were stressed. I could feel the difference in the house. So I wouldn't say I, I knew you were breaking down in the closet crying every day like, yeah, that was you. you know what I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking like that. But I was. I did see, and I, w- I went through it myself. So was you I, crying in the closet? I wasn't crying in the closet. I'm just saying, like, it was a stressful time. What I mean, now it was a stressful time. What did you go through? I think I went through some of that also. So, like, I had the freedom of leaving and going to work, but say I wanted to go watch a game. You know, I kind of felt guilty for even <laughs> for even wanting to do that. You and know what I mean? It's like, you should. How dare you, <laughs> I dare you go to work all day and come home and leave me. And you know what I mean? So I I understand I understand what you went through. I mean, I didn't go through it, of course. I didn't go through the same thing, but I, I experienced a little bit of a uh, loss. A morning of my old life, especially now. I think now more than ever with two kids. With two kids, it's with like two is like over. it's over. With one, it was like we can kind of we can figure something out. Somebody take it. Your mama here. My mom. Somebody take you, it. You, you just caught up. <laughs> Somebody get I him. Too. What was the big? What was but two? A challenge too is that like I'm gonna speak for myself, but I think you feel the same way. Kendrick really is my best friend. So when I think of something that I want to do, I want to do it with him. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going to just leave the babies home with him and go live my best life. My best life is like hanging out with you. Yeah. So I want us to be that able too. to go so that was, together. So that's I think that's what it was for me. So like not having 
You said you want to go watch the game. I'm just saying, but you would have went with me to watch the game, right? You'd been my, you'd have been my road dog. Yeah, I would have went. Okay, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like having that freedom of like, we about to go do this. Go put your clothes on. You know what I'm saying? We 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 got it. Yeah, in, we though. got it we in. Did we did have a time. <clears throat> but I think the fact that we had a time it for was, so long. Yeah, it was hard to let it go. Yeah, it was. It was that life died. It literally, it did. But I at mean, least they died together. At least. But like you said, we we. We got it in afterwards too, though. I mean, we, st- we still be trying. Yeah, bro. Uh, we still be trying. Carol got some stamps. One foot in, one foot out. He probably done been on. He didn't more been flights on flights, but baby, let me know, tell you, we got to buy him a whole full price, yeah. full price seat now. So his he ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. No, well, we gotta take him somewhere. Orlando, fifty minute flight. That's the limit. Right, um, right. last thing that I want to talk about because I don't think, I don't think anybody could be prepared for this. It's like parenthood. You can't actually be prepared you can take all the classes you can get all the advice you could do whatever you think is gonna help you but it, it might help a little bit but it probably ain't gonna do much but one of the things that i think is not enough of a conversation that we got to start talking about is the impact having children has on your marriage mm-hmm. the impact of becoming a parent on the partnership that you have because i said this i said it to my th- i said it to anybody who would listen I have, like, a better husband than I could have prayed for. Like, you are it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're it, too. You are it, right? Even with you being it. It was still. It was still tough. It was still. And it's not even like it was something that you could have done better. Or it's just like these are the circumstances. This is is what you got. This is what you got to work with. So I cannot imagine. First of all, I can't imagine being a single mother because, baby, y'all are superheroes. Being a teen mother, how the hell are you doing it? I don't know because I'm old as hell, prepared as I could have ever been, and I'm still figuring it out every single day. So doing it with a partner, I am blessed. But the effect that it has had on our partnership, I don't think people are talking about it. How do you think becoming parents changed our relationship, our friendship, like, how, how, how what, what you think? Um, you can be honest. I think we hit the reset button. It's how like so? everything is new. Every, like, we started over. So, like, the Friday nights we used to have, the, the weekends, mm-hmm. all of that is different now. I mean, like, it's like night and day. Like even me just getting off work and going home, it's like you don't want to come home. <laughs> you be sitting in your car. What you be doing? You be sitting in the car outside. Uh, I love coming home, man. And then like seeing my babies when I get to the house. So nah, just having that free time, really. Like you know how I am. I like to get home and decompress, have a few minutes to myself. That, that's why you be sitting in the bathroom. <laughs> Fellas, I done figured y'all out, too. I know when y'all be getting that time to yourself. Y'all be in that bathroom for hours. What are you too. doing? I'd be, be in there what for one doing? minute, and she be knocking. As soon as I hear that I phone, hear them videos, I know you in there playing around. We're playing around. We're playing around. I'm, like, I'm really using the bathroom. I'm just multitasking. I'm just having a good time. Yeah. I'm not having a good time. I'm entertaining myself while I do what I got to do. Instagram, I mean, Instagram has proven that this is a Instagram main Instagram is thing. the new, um, it's not what just, we used to have back in the day, the the magazines or newspapers oh, next to the um, toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what it's the new magazine. So it's like the one time where I can get and I can scroll freely and not have to worry about something to do. 
At work, I'm doing something. You know what's going on when, when I'm the babies, in the bathroom? I'm doing something. I got a baby strapped to my chest. That's or not, sitting at the door. every time. Or he's sitting at the door. Or Cairo saying, mommy, putty. That's what's happening. It's not the same, though. This is one, this is one of the hardest things. I was going to say, that's another thing. Too. We got to stop the, the whole comparison thing. Like, is that it's not the same. It's different because it's I got to get same. up at 5 in the morning and go to work. Not saying that you sleeping any better, but... Y'all want to see us have an argument different. on this episode? It's different what you when you got to What I be doing at the house? I'm not saying you're not doing anything, but okay. it's different when you have to get up, get ready for the day, go and do what's on somebody else's agenda. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not saying I would rather be home taking care of the babies, but... Hell no, you wouldn't. It's different. Let just, let's end on this. Okay, let's end with this. I'm not even going to say that, though. I mean, I sometimes I don't mind. one day. Target. I didn't go to a party. I didn't go out of town. I went to Target. It's How many five targets did you go to? minutes away. How many Targets? When I tell it? you I have been gone for like 30 minutes, and he come calling me, talking about, you having fun? I'm like, bro, I've been gone 30 minutes. Like... These men could not last, okay? If you could last, it's just all day. I can last now. Don't get it. Are you just, scared to stay home with your kids? I'm definitely not scared to stay home. Do I want to stay home? Interested. I no mean, I've stay, I've, I stay home now, so you do. But it's not like, like the I'm last. I'm not like an active. I'm not acting like that at all. Parent now, let's no, get that, I'm let's not get that like straight. That. That's why I said you the be- you you are the best, and it still is. <clears throat> this is just what it's it just is. A lot, right? That now, was my disclaimer. I think. He's a very active parent. Y'all I think be saying we that. We have a very, we got a very busy life mm-hmm. outside of our kids. Mm-hmm. Between me working, the businesses, the podcast, everything we got going on. So, like, doing all of that and then being a full time parent plus the extracurricular, you know, like I've been trying to work out for the last three months. I ain't been in the gym yet. It's the, the time ain't there, the energy not there, you know? I'm working on it. I'm going to get in there this month for real. Hold so I would say, um, I'm definitely not afraid to be alone with him. I mean, I do it. Do I want to be there all day? What's your max? What's your max daddy time? I'm not going to say because you, you go home <laughs> 30 minutes, <laughs> two hours. I can do two hours. With both of them? With both of them. I mean, I don't, honestly, it's not, it's not that I don't, I can't be with them. It's that I can't do anything else. That's really the biggest thing. It's like I'm strapped. Yeah, you're I'm, a hostage. I mean, I can't even send a text message most you're times. So, like, if you got a text message, if you text me or call me and I ain't been responding, just know why. Wait, so, but my you son said, probably got my you phone. Said, you said one to two was harder than zero to one. You think having two kids is harder <clears throat> than going from harder nine just, to one? Yeah, definitely. Because, hmm. like, once you get that one good, you good. We get road to sleep. So is up. The baby. night is, is ours. Not now you get him to sleep. The other one is up party. all night. Yeah, I get him to same. sleep. Ro get up at six in the morning. Like last night, he got up at two a.m. He wanted to have a slumber party with you. He slumbered and all he right. Did. He party. <laughs> yeah, we're going through it, guys. I don't know if you can tell how sleepy we and are. And then I think at he's going through something too. So Cairo is definitely going through. That's a whole nother episode, yeah. a whole nother conversation of just trying to be the best parents. <laughs> that we, that's what this episode is going to be called. Huh? We just trying. Yeah. We're just trying everything. I was going to say, we, we learn it as we go. We can. Anybody got parenting uh, classes out there, send them my way, okay? Because we don't know it all. We're trying to figure it out. We, we actually don't know, don't know shit. But we're trying to figure it out. We don't We don't know. We are just hanging on. we waking up like, dang, I got to do this again. He's still, they're still here. Yeah. They are still here. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we got Patreon now, guys. So head on over to Patreon. I'm going to get Kendrick to do like some pillow talk conversations. Okay. It's going to get real spicy. He don't know about it yet. Pillow talk. You going to be there? Are you going to be there? Is the question. Because pillow talking ain't true. It's not my thing. I'm going to do it for the Patreon. We're going to pillow talk for the Patreon. Okay. So head on over. You see, this is how we got these two kids now. She be trying to throw stuff on me. We'll talk about it later. I like to get details ahead of time because. He likes to get all the details. She just, she'll come home tomorrow and be like, yeah, so you ready? It's pillow talk time. What are you talking about? (laughs) You'll see. You'll find out when we find out. Okay. Over on Patreon. Get in where you fit in. Season two is going down. Okay. Brand new location. We got some amazing guests lined up. I'm excited about the conversation. I appreciate y'all being here. And I'll see you on the next episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.